welcome to another episode of The Magic Conch, the show where Randy and I sit on our asses and talk about absolutely nothing. The show has spoken. Hey, schoolboy P. How the are you? Pretty fucking. <laughs> uh, wait, I said fucking. Oh, shit. We got to cancel the whole stream. I oh. swore. Just kidding. <laughs> We're going to get canceled <laughs> by ourselves. We're getting canceled anyways, people. It doesn't matter. Probably should be eventually, but yeah. you know, until then, until right. then, let's 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 take it back to school. We haven't really, we've been struggling with finding a topic to talk about. Not that it's hard to find topics, we just don't do it. Um, so I think our last three episodes were like, "What do you want to talk about? I don't know. What do you want to talk about? I don't know. What do you?" And that talk tone about? exactly too. Yeah, we sound just like that when we talk to each other. Uh, yeah, this is our our podcast voice we we actually sound a lot like spongebob and patrick in real life um man it's cool. i'm ready boating school specifically we're gonna all this is gonna be devoted to boating school so if you ever want to learn about the ins and outs of the academia lifestyle of two boating boys get ready you want to get the full scoop right here listen you i know think that. i i think we're uniquely qualified we watch a lot of rap videos and they're always on boats so it's who true. better who better than us to talk to know, talk about it we've both been on a boat before you know that's so I, I don't know what else you need to know you, you get on a boat you, you just go and that's that's what we learned in school you just get get on the boat first lesson get on the boat Second why are lesson, you still here? Drive the boat yeah go to, go to florida <laughs> get on a boat yeah that's it that's the key to success i kind of do want to go to boating school though like it would be cool to go to schools for every mode of transportation so like you can always just be like the getaway person like you need to fly you need to fucking sh- like sail you need to drive it doesn't matter you got it you need to hang I feel, glide i feel I like you. the most that's the most pansy ass <laughs> way to get busted is by the fucking coast guard like what it was cops on boats that's just not scary to me man like you have the fbi the cia state troopers you know the army national guard you have the coast guard it's like who's gonna pull like, pull up on a little fucking tugboat? Be like, all of y'all show me your permits. It's like no one like that. To me, that's not a noteworthy story as a criminal. It's like, oh yeah, I got <laughs> I got busted by the coast guard. Shit. You know, it, it's, you know, it's it's, it's not it's it, not badass. <laughs> you know, I think the problem is boats are fun. So like, you kind of drive, you're like kind of floating around in a wave. So it's like you're getting busted in the wave pool. You know, it doesn't seem as gritty as like <laughs> running through an alley and getting cut off before you jumped off of a fence. It's just like you're just kind of like you're, you're buoying around and someone just pulls up slowly on their boat next to you because their boat's on water. And like, hold on, we have to dock. It's like there's a whole step to take just to get to you. It's yeah, it's not. And then it's like I don't see a lot of boat chase for you. Like, you know, you know like news clips. Maybe there oh, should we, be more we, of those. We need that. Yeah. <laughs> People on fucking jet skis. It's like dodging bullets and shit. We need that. That Which is Grand Theft Auto. Totally. But I think that's what we need to increase the entertainment value of boat based crimes. Yeah. And it's it's really just an underrepresented market. We need more boat based you know, crimes taking place. That could be the next Fast and Furious. Right. Because they're, they're always coming mm. up with new ideas. It's like how do we how do we one up ourselves? Put them on a fucking boat, which is which is great. Uh, although I don't think they're going to go that route. I actually just saw a post on social media of Ludacris, who's in those movies now, just got his pilot's license. 
So <laughs> I, I think I, I think they're moving to the sky now, but they should move to boats. Can you just imagine they, Vin Diesel on a boat. He's like, Ugh, family. And he like revs up the speedboat. Like that's what we need. Yeah, I I think the only time <clears throat> I've only seen the first like four Fast and Furious's, and then like the Hobbs and Shaw one. And two Fast and Furious, they had a scene when they were on a boat, where it was um, the the late Paul, Paul Walker, yeah, Walker, yeah, um, and who is it? Is it Tyreek the character? Yeah, yeah, or yeah, Tyrese, yeah, I, yeah. It's I think it's at the end of Two Fast and Furious where they used the boat to like jump into someone else's boat or island no, or some shit. They drive their car into the boat. Oh, is that what happened? Okay, yeah. I know there was a boat. There was a boat event. I know there was a boat event. Um, man, I'm surprised they haven't done more. They've done. Uh, I think they've done tanks at this point. They have some kind of like Antarctica oh they did. base yeah. tank or something. Right. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's, boats is boats is like okay. It's less ridiculous than all the the stuff you've been seeing. But I think they missed the. I miss. I think they missed the boat on boats. I think you missed the boats. You can't go back to boats after you do tanks and shit, man. You you always can go back to boats, man. That's what you do. That's what <laughs> boats are there for. For you to go back to them. That's that's their whole purpose. Then you know um, what? I forgot lesson four of boating school. You can always go back to the boat. Exactly. You can always go back to the boat. Yeah. Yeah. To be fair, though, I feel like Paul Walker really buoyed that movie. You know. Mm. Yeah. He he was mm. like the only charismatic one in that film. I, Tyrese to me was always just. What's... He was just always in that whole movie. All he ever said was, "I'm hungry." He's like always eating something. Um, yeah, they don't write great parts for him. They don't. They don't in that movie. Also, I don't. I didn't really like Paul Walker's character that much either. I actually felt he was boring. Like I, I just like he. He's like the lead, and you know, you, you like the first movie. Like I almost had you. Kind of. Yeah, I get it. But it's like I. I don't know. I, his delivery's never landed for me. Although I always rooted for him, he was just you know charming little boy. Charming little boy. That's fair. Yeah, he. I think in in real life he was a Mormon too, which always made me think he wasn't a complete badass just because that little tidbit. That makes sense. His delivery sounds Mormon esque. (laughs) As a fully uneducated person of the Mormon religion, hey, he sounded like a Mormon. His deliveries, his deliveries sounded Mormon esque. Sounded past tense. Yes, it sounded like he didn't want to do anything wrong all the time. That's what it sounded like to me. Anytime he spoke, he just wanted to actually be a good person, but the script told him not to. (laughs) Paul Wall is hilarious, too, because he tried so hard to speak in slang for that movie. Like when he said, I got you, cuh. Like when he tried to say cuh, I was like, oh, man, this is cringe. Yeah. Even as a kid, I I felt the cringe on his lines when he tried to to act hood. Hmm. I don't really know who had a well-written part in the series personally at all beyond Paul, but uh, I I do want to do a fast binge at some point. Someone needs to school me on Fast and the Furious, and it's going to be myself. I'm, I'm going to binge the entire series and hate myself after that. But I just it's like one of those franchises I feel like I should know more about, but I don't. I just know what I see in the trailers. Listen, I, man, I one, of our favorite, one of our favorite directors, he took over the helm for those movies, James Wan. He made Insidious and like uh, the Conjuring. He, yeah. he took he took over. Uh, listen, that I, is true. That's incentive for me. I think the the new one has John Cena in it. I think that's like it the does. final boss is John Cena. 
Oh, he's a villain in this one. Okay. Yeah. All right. But sure. Might as well. Might as well. Yeah. Scary looking guy who's probably going to drive a car. There you go. And, and I, think in, I think in this one, at least in the trailer, they have this really over the top scene where they're taking a car and they're like maneuvering it in just the right way so that it breaks the rope of a bridge, but then catches the car and then momentum takes the car and launches it towards a plane that someone's flying. Um, yeah, it's at this point they're, they're defying physics. I mean, who, who fucking needs physics when you're badass people driving cars? So yeah, uh, I've, I've heard that, <laughs> that gripe a lot of the time, uh, that fast and furious, only the first film was actually about racing and then CGI took over and it's just action films now. And that's, that's perfectly fair. That's exactly what they are. Yeah. Uh, cash cow. Cash cow. Cash cow cash forever. Cow. I think the only place besides space that they can go next is everyone actually turns into a car. Did you say space? <laughs> yes. Well, sp- they got to go to space, man. They got to do some rocket races and shit. They got to use like the orbit of Earth to slingshot themselves faster so they could win the space race. That's going to be that's that's going to be like Fast and Furious 13. But Fast and Furious 14, they come back to Earth, you know, it feels a little more grounded. But then they turn into cars because uh, they got grounded. Some, they got, yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, they, they caught some like fa- uh, Fantastic Four esque radiation. But instead of giving them like I can fucking stretch and shoot fireballs, they all turn into cars. So, so then it, they're Transformers. At that point. So okay, so I'm gonna say so this is a prequel <laughs> to either Transformers or Cars, the movie Cars. That's that's how it, the I think universe so. starts. Yep. Yeah. It, it might be both. It might be kind of a, a hybrid of, you know, one evolution went to Transformers, others went to the cars. Um, and then that's when, yeah, it, it, they're going to tie in all those franchises. It's going to be a Cars, Fast and the Furious, and fucking, uh, what's the third one we just referenced? Cars, Fast and the Furious, and Transformers. Yeah. Directed by Michael Bay. And James Wan. This is going to be scary and explosive. And then they do the crossover with Back to the Future with Marty McFly because he comes in with the DeLorean. It's like, mm, oh, time shit. Time traveling car. Boom. Oh, man. They go back to like old movies just to, you know, do some Endgame-esque stuff. Yeah. I think, you know what? You got your next co-directors right here. I know. What the, do you, what, come on. We know exactly where come to on. take this. <laughs> come on. We're going to drive it into the ground. Um, Let's see if we can do this, man. Like a sideways fist bump here. Here, join join hands with me on that. That was good. Yeah, you got to you got to switch it. You got to switch oh. it, my view. Oh. Other fist. Oh. Wait, right. Other fist. Now go go. Oh, right. Yeah, we go off screen. You go into the G of your boating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's there. It's there somewhere. Uh, yeah, yeah, school, man. School's crazy. Yeah, it's weird uh, to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> can we just appreciate? Uh, we've literally been talking for 12 minutes now, close to 12 minutes. And, uh, Fast and Furious. We, we've talked about boating school. And I'm not even done yet because the Fast and the Furious movies eventually need to do fan boats in the Mississippi or like somewhere in deep south. Just like start racing I, I, fan boats. Yeah, there should be more fan boat races in general. I'd like that too. It's a very Florida-esque thing, I think, seeing fan boat races. It's a nice aesthetic. This is yeah. I only think about the water boy, really, when I think about fan boats. Yeah, me too. It's just, it's the this most iconic place a fan boat was featured. The water boy is final scene, trying trying to get to the game and yada yada. It, yeah, more fan boats. I'd, I'd be a fan of fan boats. <laughs> 
So school, man. All right. So another thing I wanted to kind of do use this episode for was kind of just some storytelling. I mean, school is I'm, it's safe to say a big part of most people's lives, right? At least until high school, right? And that's still a really long time. You have what six years of uh, all of our youth elementary school, exactly, and then you have middle school and high school, which is collectively another six years. So you're looking at twelve years. That's a significant portion of people's lives. But I think. I think it's obviously unique to every person, but for you and I, we have the added bonus of going to the same school for elementary. Uh, so we, we we actually met each other in second grade. Actually, I think kindergarten. I think we met each other in kindergarten. Yeah. We were in opposing classes in kindergarten, but we like we were aware. I remember seeing your big ass head. I said this before, like in like a reading class. I was like, man, that kid has a big head. I'll be friends with him. Anyways. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm going to save that for the OnlyFans account. I can't do too much of that. But, um, yeah, we have had the benefit of going to the same school together. And we we had some journeys, man. It, to say the least, we had some journeys. I think you and I, one of one of our greatest tales was that we used to crush on the same girl throughout uh, elementary yes. school. Yeah. Miss Anonymous. Miss Anonymous. Miss Anonymous. Yeah. Classic, like, one day. Whip up the courage to to ask her out. Classic. By the way, can we can we just appreciate how in middle school and high school we ask people out? We're fucking teenagers. Where are we gonna go? Huh? What, where, 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 where are we gonna go out to? What, who's a lemon crushing on someone? <laughs> it's like, I can't do anything. So I hold your hand at lunch, and that's about it. You just sit uh, next to each other. It's controversial. They're like, ooh, they're dating. Yeah. They're gonna like. And it meant know, nothing. Share nuggets like, or something. <laughs> it was very it felt you know it was an asexual aromantic dating sphere in elementary school <laughs> you just say you were <laughs> and then you were it's like oh shit they're dating that's crazy that's crazy oh my god oh my god they're like hanging out during recess instead of playing with the boys <laughs> or the girls come on come on yeah. so i remember in kindergarten one of my really good friends was this girl who we just like shared food with each other so we like share cookies and stuff. And I was like, wow, this must be what love is. I think I love her. And then I remember as a five-year-old, I, I was, uh, we, we, had, we, we couldn't afford cots. So we slept on our towels in fucking kindergarten. <laughs> so we just put a towel on the floor. We slept there. They couldn't afford cots. They gave it to the preschoolers, not the kindergartners. Um, <laughs> so I'm so salty about that. Just thinking about just sleeping on a towel on the floor. Did you at least have a uh, cool towel? God. Like did they have Power Rangers on it or some shit? I had something on it. Like it was like a, some kind of beach blue, red, green <laughs> towel. I probably had a Power Rangers towel or something. Mom, shit. I can't sleep on a basic towel. People are going to think I'm fucking poor. <laughs> it was my pink Power Rangers towel. Exactly. Like the irony. Uh, it's like everyone's competing to have a, a slightly better towel. They're still sleeping on the floor. We're kids. We yeah, didn't think of this shit. <laughs> there's a metaphor in there somewhere. Definitely a metaphor in there somewhere. But I remember where I was positioned with the girl I, I loved because we shared food. Um, she was like she was perpendicular to my towel. I remember, like I can in my position, I can kind of I can I can look at her while she was asleep. I was like, wow, what an angel! Like we're probably gonna be <laughs> together forever. And then I remember she farted, and I was like, wow, I hate her. And it was it was never the same. <laughs> it was never the same. <laughs> Listen, man. I hope it, she's doing well. Listen, I I get it, right? We are super immature as children. Even though <laughs> even though we as boys probably farted just as much, if not more, right? Yeah. For us, it was just like 
we putting well, people on a pedestal and then I can't share cookies with someone who farted, right? And I witnessed it? Like <laughs> you kidding me? No. Exactly. If you give a girl a cookie, we all know how that book That's that's what it was called, yes. Yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, no elementary listen, love. We were both crushing on the same girl. Uh and one of the best stories I have in my arsenal here is that you and I actually because we grew up with technology, right? We we were we were the interesting. I think millennials are really that interesting generation where we we grew up with the development of technology into what it is now. So back in the day, they used to have this strange rule where if you had a cell phone, and most kids didn't have cell phones. I think we were we were one of the few to to be fortunate enough to do that, and they were flip phones, right? Because they didn't have smartphones back then. We had dial-up internet, etc. But we indulged in the benefit of three-way calling right like uh, that yes. was that was like the hot thing to do back then and oh, yeah. you and i used to call the the crush we had mutually on three-way and we would talk about fucking nothing now it's no different than what you and i are doing now we still talk about nothing but this time we it's did on it on the internet exactly we we just did it on the phone yeah. And I remember she used to uh, she used to play along with it. She wasn't like this. This girl wasn't dumb, obviously. So she what she would do is she would three way call her best friend, who I hated um, at the time. She was just she was just that friend who cock blocked you all the time, even though we were elementary schoolers. <laughs> she... <laughs> and all the cocks should be blocked. <laughs> <laughs> so she she was just always in the way, and she was always really unpleasant to deal with. Um, she was just one of those girls who thought she was all that because she had brat shoes. Like she used to wear a lot of like the brats. <laughs> is, that, is that what it was? Merchandise. Yeah. The origin. Yeah. And she was. She was stunting. She was, she was a, stunting. She was a brat. Yeah. And she would always call this particular person, and and she would kind of be the buffer, right? She would be the one who would, and and because kids do this, right? They'll have that that liaison. That friend mm-hmm. who just goes in between mm-hmm. back and forth, like, oh, well, I heard you like her, so she wants to know if you like her for realsies or if it's just a rumor, you know, bullshit like that. And and that's essentially what our three way calls were. It was just stupid bullshit like that that lasted. I don't know how we did it. We talked about shit for for over an hour, sometimes two hours. It was it was ridiculous. Yeah. Obviously, as kids, we should have we didn't have that much to do. I mean, we had homework, but no one fucking does homework in elementary school. Let's be real. Um, so, so we did that. And, and the funny part was that back in the day, like I said, they had this weird rule rule where if you called anyone who wasn't part of your provider, you, you would get charged like a fee. I I don't know if it was by the minute or by the hour. I don't remember. Oh yeah. But the only time it would be free was if you called on the weekend or if it was the same provider as you. So I didn't care about that as a kid. I had a cell phone. I had autonomy, right? I I could three-way call this girl anytime I wanted. And so I did. And she had Sprint. I had Verizon. And I, I didn't realize what was going on. Uh, and it was it was not on weekends. It was This was on every day of the week. Um, so I just remember one day I hear my parents yelling for me downstairs in typical... <laughs> In typical Latin fashion. Yeah, this is the scariest one. It's, it's yeah. It's that <laughs> you feeling you get when you forgot to take the frozen chicken out of the freezer. Mm-hmm. For your, they come out. Cross. They just pulled up in the driveway. You're like, Fuck. 
Which fucking by- rubbing the chicken down, trying to build up friction. <laughs> <as> he thought <laughs> exactly. Which I used to fucking do all the time, right? What I would do, I had I had this strategy in my head. If I did forget, I would immediately turn the hot water on, let it fill up, and throw the chicken in there so that it at least looked like it was defrosting for some time. My parents fucking knew, like they're not dumb. It's still but, fucking frozen, dude. <laughs> so I got that was the feeling that came over me. I hurt, like I could just tell. Yeah. You you can tell when your parents are pissed off at you. And I went downstairs, and my dad had the phone bill in his hand, and he was just like, "What the hell could you have been doing on your phone <laughs> that you racked up over four hundred dollars in charges?" Oh shit! And that doesn't mean anything to me as a kid, right? I have no concept <laughs> of money, right? Uh, so I'm just like, oh well, you know. And I was just talking on the phone, you know. And they were like, well, who on earth could you have been talking to for so long to rack up such a phone bill? <laughs> I kid you not. This is what ended up happening. I was like, oh, I was talking to Marielle from class, right? Um, and Marielle is a pseudonym. Don't worry about it. But I'm talking to this girl from class and my it was very conflicting, right? Because my dad was pissed that he had to pay so much money for a, for a one cell phone. Like that was just one part of the bill. That was my my charge, not anyone else's. He had to worry about everyone else's on top of that. And then then it was it was a weird moment, right? And we're all going to go through this if we decide to be parents. My father was pissed that he had to pay that money, and my mother was pissed because, you know, I was being irresponsible and racking up a phone bill, but then my dad had, like, this extra oomph moment where he was preventing himself from smiling because he knew I was talking to a girl for hours on my cell phone. So he had that he had that moment where he wanted to, to agree with my mother 100% and be like, yeah, we're totally going to punish him. He deserves it. And there's that little piece of him was just like, my man, good job. <laughs> <laughs> little, little, little fist bump under the table. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, that was that was as oh, a that's, kid is fucking horrifying. <laughs> but just now, it's just so funny to me that uh, <laughs> that that actually happened. And you were you were part of it. I mean, you you. I don't know if you remember the things we used to talk about, but it it wasn't important. It was it was about nothing. No, that's why I I don't remember anything. Mostly, it's just like. I mean, we we talked about little things that happened in class, which was nothing. Um, we probably played around with like the crush game of who, do you like anyone in class. That was always a classic thing. Um, actually, I forgot about the whole you needed the same provider for those kind of free minute stuff. I remember I had I had Verizon. I was like, oh shit, that's how we can continue being friends. We both have Verizon. <laughs> it was the same with my family. It was like, all right, but you can't call your cousin. I call yeah, I call the aunt. Because she has Verizon, then you know, give it to your cousin. <laughs> it's play elaborate archaic phone tag times. God, when I mean, minutes were a commodity. Oh man, and then your crush, you know, you just—it's hard to talk to them, and during a week, it costs money. It costs money to to crush on people back then. <laughs> way too much money. Uh, still costs too much. It does. It, it does still. I, I, you know, I'm paying a couple only fans right now. It won't never amount to anything, but a bill. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, the person's name is Bill? Yeah, it could be. Shout out to you, Bill. Keep, keep doing the good work. Uh, dude, I remember, I think my uh, my favorite crushing story was with this girl. I was like, uh, I'm going to, 
I'm going to make a move. I'm going to make a move. And I forgot why I had it, but I had a balloon. I don't remember why I had the balloon. I think it was in fifth grade. I think it was in, I think it was fifth grade. But I was like, you know what would be a nice gesture if I gave this girl my balloon? I remember this so, story. <laughs> at the end of class, at the end of school, we're all packing up. And I was like, hey, hey, um, I just thought you would like this balloon. And then she was all happy. She's like, oh, my God, thank you. Thank you. And then she took the balloon out, and then she left. And then I was packing up, too, and I was like, wait, that was a good balloon. Damn, I want that balloon. And then I followed her out to the stairwell. <laughs> so we got all like on a landing. And I was like, hey, um, I didn't have that balloon back. <laughs> she was like, okay. And gave it back. <laughs> and then I was I, I wasn't even like embarrassed. I was like, yeah, that was a good move. That was a good move. I, I, this is a good balloon. <laughs> got him. <laughs> oh shit. I just I just really like balloons, man. I just, I just really like balloons. I said it was free balloons balloon day. Balloons over babes, you know? Balloons over babes. Yeah, it was free balloon day. You saw what you wanted. You got it, man. <laughs> I realize there's more to life than women. There's also balloons. Shout out to Pennywise. <laughs> he taught me that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, that's uh, a great story. So yeah, I remember we, you we told never me dated. that. You tell we, me we, that we story never did. at least once a year, and it's, it's I, I, amazing. It, it comes up once a year. Comes up once a year, and it needs to live on. Yeah, crush, um, crushes are a huge part, a huge part of school, man. Like I remember like most another, of it with the same with the same girl I was crushing on. Right? She. So so that was that moment that we we just talked about. That was around uh, I want to say fifth grade or fourth or fifth grade. One one of those. And yeah. I remember. I remember shortly after that. Because at that point, my parents took my cell phone away. With and logically, so I thought I'd never see it again. I got it back at some point, but that's because my parents are saints. But um, I remember I had this elaborate plan, and I thought of it during our morning chats. Because Randy and I used to have morning chats in in the in, in school, right? Because they put us in the gymnasium and they would do like morning announcements and stuff. So we would talk about like Dragon Ball Z and whatever tsunami show we were watching, and it was during these morning conversations where I had this brilliant idea, right? As a kid, I was like, this is it. This is the day that's going to change my life for the better. So I was like, okay, we have gym today, right? Cause they used to make us do different things throughout the week. We had gym, music class, art class, et cetera. Gym was the only fun one, but I was like, I was like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to write this love letter and I'm going to place it on her desk. And then this is right right when we go to gym. And then when she comes back from gym, she's going to get it. She's not going to read it until she gets on the bus. And then she's just going to fall in love with me. That's what's going to happen. But for some reason, as a kid, I thought this was the genius part. I'm like, I'm not going to tell her who it's from. I'm just going to leave her a clue as to who it is. But I won't tell her who it's from. Because, you know, mystery. Girls love mystery, right? So I, I write the letter. And... Again, everyone gets ready for gym, and we, we head out the door, and I purposely want to be the last one to leave, so I put the letter on her desk. And, you know, Randy and I do gym, have a good time, always a good time, and we come back, right? And at that point, I'm feeling a little nervous, just a little bit nervous, right? Because I'm like, oh, shit, I don't know if this was actually a good idea. But that was small compared to, like, the other part of me that was like, oh, I hope she reads the letter. So she gets the letter. And it does not go according to plan. 
As a matter of fact, this is nightmare fuel for some people. For me, it's just hilarious. But she picks up the letter, and I don't know if you remember this, Rainy. She picks up the letter, she reads it, and immediately figures out that it's me. Like, I did such a poor job of keeping it vague <laughs> that she knew exactly <laughs> who it was. This right. is written by someone with with a left hand, left-handedness. I know it. I know half, it. Half Bolivian, kid. half other something, of the, you know, whatever. Um. <laughs> She, she was an expert forensic uh, graphologist. Like she just knew. Smart girl. She's yeah. a smart girl. Yeah. And um, she she just looks at me, and then she giggles, and then she shows it to this girl who was always cock-blocking me, the same girl, right, because that was her best friend. And they start giggling. And, you know, that might be fine, right? Everyone hearing this story, you're like, okay, that's cool. That makes sense, right? Obviously, they're going to share the letter with their bestie. Here's the part where it gets – turn into nightmare fuel and i don't even remember the end of this I, right now i don't recall it so I'm, I'm enthralled here is the moment that at at times at 3 a.m i look back at it i'm like how am i still not traumatized like this is this is this is horrible so she laughs she's giggling with her friend she takes the letter and then no simulation in my head could have prepared me for this she gives it to the teacher she gives the letter to the teacher and says, "She, I just see her pointing my way and giving it to the teacher. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Shout outs to Miss Tanoose, my fourth grade teacher, for being part of this moment. She, she, picks up, she picks up the letter and she, in front of the whole class, this woman had no tact, right? Miss Tanoose had no tact. She, she just put everyone on blast, right? And yeah. she called me up. And I remember what she said. She said, is this your letter? And at that point, I was just like, yeah, that's my letter. Because I, I knew I was busted, right? Like, there, there was no way she could have figured out that I wrote it so quickly without it being immediately obvious that it was me. So at that point, I just fessed up and I said, yes. And then this is what she does, right? It doesn't stop there. My embarrassment does not end here because at that point, she brings the attention she brings it to the attention of the whole class and she's just like guys i want to make it very clear that we do not write love letters to one another and leave it on people's desks <laughs> obviously i was still standing right next to her right <laughs> when she makes this announcement so the oh, whole no. class is looking at me they know oh, that no. it's about me right and of course kids are gossipy right so even after that moment i'm embarrassed as shit she continues to tell everyone in the class that i wrote her a love letter and now everyone uh. knows and it's like right at the end of school so <laughs> so i was i was happy that it was the end of school because i immediately got changed and got, i got on my bus and i got the fuck home but i <laughs> i knew the next day that this was going to be the hot topic and I, I don't know if you remember this, Rainy, but when I got back the be. next morning, immediately some kid came up to me from class. And he was just like, so, I hear you have a crush on Mary Ellie that you wrote her that love letter. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, and for years, she didn't let me live yeah. it down. Like, she would, because AIM Instant Messenger was a thing. And even years later, like, even months and years later, she'd always bring it up. Like, remember that time you wrote me a love letter? Do you still like me? And then she'd get Mary Ellie, or uh, her friend, Mary Ellie would get her friend to... 
you know, ask me on AIM through her 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 username. Like, oh, do you like my friend? I was like, damn it, I can't live this moment <laughs> down. People uh, don't forget. People don't forget. You're absolutely right, and uh, that's probably one of my most embarrassing stories about school, especially in my youth. Uh, but yeah, that's Dude. like. That sure. one still haunts me to this day. It's it's like that. that it's like it. that stereotypical dream where you have like, you're giving a speech in your underwear in front of the whole class. It felt like that. That would be painful today. Like imagine sending a text to someone confessing your feelings, and they just kind of have a public conversation about it. That would still rock me. Like what? Shut up! Shut the fuck up! Like, who does that? <laughs> my words for them. Why would you give it to the teacher? Like at that point, you're just trying to I hurt. Mean, me. I'm sure she was probably taught in in a in in the in of the rights by her parents of like boys and their advances and to just be wary of that all the time. And if anyone even shows you affection like that, you tell a teacher, which is fair. I teach my kids to do the same thing, but man, it just everyone went hard, like I think a little too hard in the in the reveal. It's like. All right, everyone knows now not to write love letters. I think the kid involved gets it too. Uh, yeah, uh, it was bullshit, man. And you know what? Yeah. Nowadays, I wouldn't feel bad about it because I'm like, you didn't have the ball. You wouldn't have the balls to write a love letter, anyways. Fuck you guys. But yeah. at the time, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah, and that's gonna just you know haunt you in those those drives to work every now and then. Every now and then, just like ah, oh god, screaming out my head, screaming out my head. Um. Yeah, Let's see. It's, I, it, it's weird how little schooling it feels like gets done because we're just living social lives and the background is academics. That's just background shit for just the social culture we're all learning to navigate. Like school seems more like how do you navigate amongst people? That seems like the main function of school. You happen to learn some algebra and what happened in the Civil War along the way. But it feels more like social <laughs> dynamic building. That's At least that's the poor way I navigated school it was this <laughs> hey, emphasis on what's happening socially. <laughs> we're highly successful. I mean, it, it worked, right? Whatever. I, yeah, got pie, and I, I'm a very sociable person, so I think I got everything I needed. Learn, I like, learn business more business transaction like skills, right? We used, I know you specifically used to trade shit at lunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would. Um. Oh yeah, I love that. I think I. I want to say that on the regrets episode. I forget. But uh, yeah, because you know, kickball was the shit. We go in the in the back in the the back of the parking lot, set it up, had a kickball going, and you know we were like athletic people, so we were we were good. And then towards like our fifth or sixth grade, where we're we're the seniors of everyone, you know we we often are like the team captain. So I was gonna be team captain for our lunch break kickball game. And they had these bomb-ass, dank-ass sugar cookies sometimes for lunch. I love them. So I know people love to get picked for kickball. So I went up to one kid and was like, hey, I'll pick you first for kickball. You give me your cookie. And he was like, okay. I was like, perfect. I literally lost nothing in that trade. I just said I will, I will, I will hire him to be on a kickball team that he was going to be on anyways probably. And I got a cookie. And it's like, yeah, man, you just gotta, you gotta but, make moves. Know what the people want. You make the moves. But that person got picked first, and I don't know how it was in other people's school. Other Dude, people's that was school, a big deal. That, that was, was clout. That was clout. That was exactly. Clout. If you got, that was clout. If you got like a top, five, it's like the NFL draft. If you got picked in the first round, <laughs> it is, yep. 
it was like, oh my god, this person it's is a first so round cool. Pick. <laughs> exactly. It's like, oh my god, this person's such a great athlete. They're such a cool kid. We want them on our team. He's like one of the first ones to get picked. So that was a big deal yeah. for us. Let us know in the comment section what <laughs> if it was the same at your school or just you know a funny school story in general. But that was a big deal. I do. I get it, it. It would be a big deal right now if we had like a kickball team. You had to do the pick system. If someone didn't pick me first, they picked me towards the last. Like, what the fuck? Are you kidding me? Kidding me with the shit? You didn't see this leg in action before. You didn't see this leg. You just show the uh, like you're just showing your classmate. Do you see? Do you see you this see leg? This so look at this calf. Look at this thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, oh, those are good man. times too. I remember. Times I remember too. pickleball. For some reason, we played a lot of pickleball in our school. Was right? that with the the net? Yeah, the... that was pickleball. And I don't. Why was it called I, pickleball? I don't know, man. I don't. I, to this day, was I have not no like idea. Batman. Was it in Batman? No, it was it was pickleball because it used to be these like bouncy oh. wiffle balls that we would have to like let hit the ground first and then. Oh, you're right. You're right. Oh, dude, yeah, the, the fucking tournaments. Yeah, the they used to do pickleball tournaments at our school, which is absurd to yeah. me. And you and I used to mostly always partner up, and yeah. I used to get yeah. so aggravated because we were pretty good, right? We were. We were always like the like in the finals. <laughs> exactly. We had our fucking arch rivals. Of athleticisms that we kept losing against. We always lost to these motherfuckers. Steven! <laughs> Steven! It was Steven and Jerry. <laughs> Jerry, remember. yeah. Yeah, those two would always partner Steven up. Steven and Jerry always got it. And we would always play them close, and then they would fuck us at the end. Um, yeah. And I remember I, as a kid, they used to get me so upset. I was like, I lost that fucking pickleball. And, you know, at the time, I mean, it just wasn't funny. But now... I'm even debating as to why our school randomly had pickleball tournaments. Like that just doesn't seem. I I, res- I respect it. It's it was fun. Like there's not another time in my life I've ever played pickleball. I played tennis in high school, but it wasn't pickleball. <laughs> Never happened again. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. We used to play some weird. We did frisbee golf. Frisbee well. golf. That was cool. Again, never played that again. Except for in St. Andrews Elementary School. That's it. Which is closed now. It's the only place now. that ever existed. It is closed now. So those memories are, are forever is. cherished even They're, more. Um, yeah. But, yeah, just some weird stuff. Obviously, the main ones that really were about clout were kickball, dodgeball. and Dodgeball. We, we used to race a lot, too. Um, oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And that's like straight up like I'm just better than you. Like with my – there's no – there's no just like I'm just faster than you. Right. And then we used to do a lot of um, – you know, a lot of trading cards, a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh, that kind of stuff as we got older. But Tons of Yu-Gi-Oh. That, that, that was a big part of school for us, I think. Uh, just just the, the extracurricular activities were just were about your reputation and, and building up uh, clout or whatever you want to call it. But, yeah, that shit was important. And I'm sure it was at your school, too. Again, let us know. But uh, I think another another really important thing when it came to school for us notice we've talked nothing about academics because school is not about academics right it's just like what you were saying randy it's about it's about learning social skills so another thing that's really important and it was less so for us because we had uniforms in elementary school but oh, even then uniforms. even then it was about the merch right what you were rocking what kind of lunchbox you had what kind of backpack you had i think the show atlanta does a really good job of portraying this in the second season but like do you have real nikes on do you have uh you have name brand shit? That shit is important. Did you have the coolest Yu-Gi-Oh card? Like these little non like insignificant things nowadays. That was everything. Was, was everything. Everything. It was a world. Exactly. So and that, uh man. 
I'm, I'm kind of glad we actually had uniforms growing up. Once I switched to middle school and public school, it was it was fucking vicious. But yeah. we'll get to that in a second. You but. used to have rap battles, man. That was that was next level. <laughs> Dude, I made I, I made my first rap verse in St. Andrews. My first ever rap verse. Once upon a time in Mexico, there was a young warrior <laughs> named GI Joe. <laughs> Look at that. The bars still ring to this day. Listen, man, that shit is that shit is real. Twenty years later, every 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 rapper remembers their first bar. It's true. They do. It's true. It's not like that first. Uh, I remember using that later in middle school because I, I said it uh, like people were just just rapping, just spitting on the bus, and I already had that pre-made verse in my pocket, and I busted out. They were like, "Oh shit!" And then I had a reputation for like a week of being like, "Oh, this dude can fucking rap," to the point where I had to make a new verse because everyone already heard that verse. And so I couldn't. In fact, Candice, who joined us in sixth grade, she went. She went with me in middle school too, to the same middle school. And she was promoted like, "Yo, Randy could rap. Randy could rap." I was like, "God damn it, I can't." Shut the fuck I was up. Like, one thing. <laughs> now I got to make more things to keep up this reputation. And I made one more verse. So I, I had someone who's like, "Yo, I'm gonna, I'm gonna battle you today after class." He's like, you with that? I'm like, "Yeah, man, it's whatever." And I was like, "Fuck, fuck, fuck, fuck." I, I need a new verse. I wasn't prepared. I, I wasn't prepared for a, a, a yes. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I had to protect the reputation. I did it. I was like, all right, I'm done retiring because I won that. I won that exchange. He was like, all right, you got it. You got it. I was like, damn right. I got it. I ain't doing it ever again. <laughs> to this day, he's never lost. Randy's never lost a rap never. battle. <laughs> Undefeated at rap battles. Exactly. And this is the way it's going to stay, people. This is the way it's going to stay. So, uh, so yeah, school really just just the wonkiest time. But also one of some of my most fond memories really nothing changed because i know we've shared a lot of our college stories with you we we wanted to share something a little bit that predates that but yeah just uh just the development as a kid you you seem to really pay attention to social hierarchies right everyone's got their cliques everyone's got that one or two good friends that are they become inseparable with uh and fortunately for us we've had the opportunity to kind of stay in contact all those years but i know that's not terribly common for some people you tend to lose touch etc um but yeah like yeah I, I i was happy i'm happy with this episode it was more of like a story time episode again please let us know what your best stories are in regards to schooling but i'm gonna leave this last one to you man because this one's a little bit personal it's not my story to tell but i do remember there was another story about kindergarten with you and a giggling girl um you, oh god yeah yeah so i don't know yeah. if you want to share that one totally understand if you don't but randy <laughs> i think how to phrase this as a, like what a five-year-old was thinking um <laughs> five-year-old randy oh shit he's gonna um, tell it he's about to i tell was it. <laughs> it was requested of me by my classmate it was a dare of flashing. So they're like, yo, I bet you won't flash me. And I was like, I'll do that. Fine. I don't care. Because I know and what I flashing flashed. is. Yeah. <laughs> she was more specific. But she was like, flash. And I was like, fine, whatever. And I did it. As a five-year-old, I was like, I'll, I'll flash it. I don't care. And then teacher noticed ah, I was doing something. And then she came over and was like, what are you doing? And I was like, ah. Showing people my belly button. She's like, well, you don't do that in here. Okay? You don't show people your belly button. And I was like, okay. They, they She asked me. She told me to show her. She's like, does it matter what people ask you to do? You don't show them your belly button. 
Uh, and then she was just kind of, and then my classmate was just laughing at the entire ordeal because she, she, she got me. She, she got me to flash my belly button for free. If you will. I know it didn't even get any dollars from that. Um, and as a kid, I have no concept of the, the, <laughs> the privacy of my belly button. I was like, yeah, it's whatever. It's just, it's just part of me. It's just part of me. <laughs> and I backed down for no challenge. No. Uh, but then I learned there's something wrong about showing belly buttons. So. Damn, you even get a belly button touch. Not even a poke, man. Shit. Well, I will. (laughs) (laughs) Not so 15 years later did I get a belly button touch. (laughs) Listen, listen, we all all bloom at different rates here. But uh, (laughs) let us know in the comment section below, do you think Randy has an innie or an outie um, hot topic? I feel like they can find out by finding my Facebook, actually. They can probably find out. There's some, there's some belly buttons. Actual belly some buttons. Incentive. Just actual belly buttons. That's, in, that's incentive if I've ever heard it. I will say one, one, last, one last thought that we probably discussed a little bit on regrets. But you talk about the social hierarchy. And I, I just I want to urge people with kids or if you are a kid, stop watching this, please, for the love of God. Um, but it seems way more important than it is. And that's because everyone puts – it's like currency. Like there's social currency – we put all our all our eggs into the how we look, and in middle school it was vicious. Like you need the shoes, and it was so it was weirdly like homophobic too in middle school. Like we for some reason were afraid of being labeled gay, and if you had clothes that didn't go past you, like a shirt that didn't go past your elbows, you're gay. If your if your Baggy shorts clothing. didn't go past, yeah, if your shorts didn't go past your knees, you're gay. You know, you're soft. And it's like, oh, I don't want to be that at all. So we got to dress a certain way. And you had to make fun of people. Because if you didn't make fun of people, you would get made fun of. So you had to be a, a bully. So I was a verbal bully with my friends. I, like We had to see who was funnier than everyone else, who was more vicious and they could get at your insecurities. And I was really good at that. I was really good at being funnier and more fucked up than my friends. So I was like, cool, I'm safe. I'm safe. I've met the hierarchy I needed to get by middle school. Take, take pride in it's your bullying abilities. But I did. Listen, I was like, oh, you get fucking roasted. That's fair, man. Like, we're all pieces of shit as children. Like, there's no denying oh, yeah. it. We, t- children are terrible. Like, I hear some of the insults from children. I'm like, oh, my God, that hurts my feelings. I'm an adult. Shit, that stings deep. Um, yeah, no, it was awful. Uh, we could go on for days. We we want to save some of these stories because they will come up in different episodes. But like, always, there's a really good always. story about Randy and pay per view and his aunt's house. Uh, there's a really great story on my part <laughs> about almost spitting on a girl's hair who pissed me off. Spoiler alert: it was the same girl who was best friends with my crush. Um, and on top a lot of, of a lot of rivals, lot of rivalry stories we can go into. Exactly. There's a whole show about this. That we can definitely develop. Exactly. In the, in the so things future. things to come soon. But man, school, it really it's just some of my fondest memories from that moment, from those moments. They were they were, like I said, horrifying at the time, but I think everyone has those moments where they look back at it and they're like, Wow, I can't believe I let that bother me so much. But these moments have a big impact about who we become and, and the people we want to be. So they are important. We did wanna we did wanna kinda dedicate an episode for like story time, essentially. Story time from but, school. But yeah, we were all Fast and furious. we were all horrible human beings back in the day. Like there's there's no denying it. I was a bit of a late bloomer myself because even though I had that crush in elementary school, between middle school and high school, I went to you know I, there weren't many girls, and then high school was all boys, and then I went to a college at the time where the ratio of guys to girls was three to one. 
so you know my stories are a little bit different in that aspect but i'm sure you'll hear them at some point man but in the meantime did you have any closing <laughs> thoughts or, or shall we just plug away hey school it's all about social hierarchy and never forget that um it should probably be about learning but that's okay. You learn valuable social skills that you can then take in the future and do your own podcast like we're doing right now. So until next time, the Magic Conch Podcast. Find us always on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, YouTube, Twitch. Um, MalumPictures.com has the archives of all of our episodes plus the rest of our projects. So MalumPictures.com, you can find After the Act podcasts. You can find our Malum gaming section as well. We have a lot of things coming at you guys. You can follow us on Facebook at The Magic Conch, Malum Pictures, After the Act. We, uh, we're posting more lately. Every week you're going to get a live podcast from both shows. And yeah, until next week. Keep learning. Fast and the Furious, hit us up. We got you for the next 10 movies. And please, don't show your belly buttons to people. You know you're not Keep supposed to Keep your belly buttons to yourself. Okay? <laughs> Put them away. Put Keep your dirty to belly button away. Okay? And come back next week at Shell Studios. We'll do it all again for you. Until then, have a great day. Peace. Keep it to yourself. Bye-bye.